Great morning, everybody. Great morning. I see my partner was lost for a second, but he's uh, here ready to go. What's up, CC? I'm ready to rock, man. How you doing, C-Dub? I'm phenomenal, man. We're doing initials now? Hey, hey, it's your, it's your call, bro. Whatever you want to do, man. I'm, I'm with it. How you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm great, man. It's uh, it's good, man. It's it's the holiday season, you know. Get some time off here to to regroup, reload, and re-engage. Mm. So yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, a little bit slower time of the year. I uh, I love that you when you use the word um re-engage just because. That's a big word. That, that's a big word. That's part of my business, especially with what we do too, with relationship building. You know, this is the time where you have the time to um, continue, plant those seeds and um, you know nourish those relationships. For sure, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, yeah. So uh, this week, guys, uh, we're gonna put Caleb uh, back on the hot seat. Um, we got a uh, a co-host or another another uh, a guest, you could say. Uh, she's been on uh, about twice now. Uh, back by popular demand, uh, my wife, Lindsay Wallow. Good morning. I don't think I was back by popular demand, but. Somehow Don't sell yourself short, Mrs. Wallow. I think I'm somehow <laughs> getting roped into this. I told Cooper he better after this. So I'm done for a while. Yeah, you got to give it to him in pieces. Don't give him. Don't give him the whole thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why she exactly. would. She'd be depriving um, our listeners. Like it's whatever. It's like it's like the yeah. Jordan shoes, man. You they're only limited, right? That's right. That's right. Limited limited quantity keep the demand high. Yep, exactly. Exactly. So uh my wife will be interviewing Caleb. Um I'm gonna be in the background. I might chirp in here or there, but this gonna be a I didn't know it was a, a, a solo. All right. What's that? I said I I mean I'll try to be I'll try to be interesting. I'll I'll do my best, Coop. I'm I'm gonna be here, don't worry. I'm gonna be here. <laughs> All right, so we'll try to keep the questions interesting. I didn't have a lot of, again, for the second time in a row, I didn't get a lot of notice and time to. Lindsay, our listeners prepare, don't care. So our listeners don't care. <laughs> just, just bring the heat. I think I'm already off. Okay. Um, let's do. We're gonna start with the same question we started with. Cooper. So I told him it's been a while since you guys did your um, initial uh, yeah. interviews or um, introductions, whatever you want to say. So give us a, a brief refresher on your background with work and whatnot. Um, yeah, I graduated high school in 2008. I went to a two-year Christian school. I then transferred to NDSU where I graduated with uh, a degree in exercise science got to make Coop, a bunch of other cool people. Um, got into real estate a little bit when I was in Fargo. Uh, moved to Minneapolis with my um, fiance. Uh, she wasn't going to stay in that Fargo market. And 
um, through some internships, I got a job right away um, working for Lifetime Fitness and kind of worked my way up the the ladder there and uh, met a lot of really great people there too and made a lot of really good relationships, learned a lot about managing people and building relationships with people. Um, 2015, I started selling real estate um, in the Twin Cities. I always knew I was going to. Then I started buying rental properties. Then I kind of started, you know, really feeding into the entrepreneurial mindset of, you know, what else can I be doing? What other side hustles or side businesses or um, horizontal pieces of income um, could I be starting? And that leads me to where I'm at today. I still am a realtor. I still am a property manager and investor. Have some cool stuff going with um, radon testing. Have some cool stuff going with uh, you and Cooper. And I, I genuinely like to meet and interact with people and try to provide value. All right. Cool. That was one of my other questions. I couldn't remember from the first introduction how you got um, – into real estate so it was through your rental properties that you had first i do remember when, the story of the fargo house yeah the, the the quick story is when i was a junior i was tired of paying rent and i was like i need to buy a house and i i had roommates who paid my mortgage and a couple hundred bucks in my pocket and i realized like this is what i need to do yeah and now here you are still doing it here i am carrying yeah. on trying Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, let's see here. Let's also talk a little bit about your like daily schedules. I know as realtors, like the work can be early morning, late at night. You're, I know for us, when we um, used our realtors, like it just felt like they literally never got a break. Like any time in the evening, we were emailing and texting and sending stuff back and forth to sign or whatever. So is that kind of how it is for most realtors for schedule? Um, I mean, when you first start out in the business, you know, you have a lot of time and then you get busy and you realize like, Oh, I, I like, I don't have any time. And that kind of creates a, a, it's a cycle in, in real estate and the smarter you are at managing it, um, you know, the, the more efficient you can be, a, as a realtor, but then B, you know, as a husband or a wife or, you know, brother, sister, best friend, you really got to be strategic. And the joke in the industry is if you want, you know, if you're low on business, just take a trip because, you know, you'll, you can go somewhere and then um, magically it, it always happens to me. Like someone will text me like, Hey, I'm thinking about buying or Hey, I'm thinking about selling. And you know, you're 1500 miles away, but you figure it out. Yep, always. Um, but it's, but it's really rewarding too, you know, like with your guys's real estate transactions. I mean, I'm sure your realtor was a big part of the emotional roller coaster and, you know, helped you along. There were important people, I think, um, in, especially in hot markets. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I would agree. Yeah. And you know, you really get to know your realtor if you're like us and your house maybe took like months to sell. Um, so <laughs> we, we really got to know her pretty well. So I thought it was years. No, it wasn't years. It was years. It we, was months. Well, we were we were like those people that we were like, we can sell this on our own. We don't need a realtor. 
Um, but that's a whole other story. So, but I agree. Yeah, you definitely kind of get into like emotional attachment with your realtor because it's kind of a big process, big process mm-hmm. and big sometimes life moments too. So, totally. So the relationships that you make with that are pretty great. We still uh, keep in touch with ours. We try to, anyways. So, um, okay. So you kind of touched on it really briefly, but you mentioned that you're working on something with. You mentioned me and Cooper, but let's clear the air a little bit. It's mostly Cooper. So um, we we just thought it would be fun to hear <laughs> your initial reaction when Cooper first brought this project to you and your thought um, process and how crazy you really thought he was. Well, other people really ask me all the time, like, hey, like, what are you doing? You know, and I usually tell them, you know, hey, like the thousand foot view is, you know, working with Cooper on this project, really, really from uh, like the way I see my role is I'm, I'm just a strategic partner who may or may not have some strategic relationships sometimes. And, you know, I'm a serial entrepreneur, so I'm, I'm always interested in things like that. But, but initially I really just was like, well, I like Cooper because his back is against the wall and he could have brought any number of business ideas to me. And as long as I kind of liked it, I probably would have been very interested because I, I knew, I know what guys like Cooper are capable of when their backs are against the wall. Um, you just, it's kind of only one option, right? So, um, I didn't think Coop was crazy, but I'm sure a lot of other people do who, you know, work nine to fives or who, mm-hmm. I mean, Coop's, Coop already pushes the envelope uh, and pushes me to push my envelope, which is why I like hanging out with him. Hey, you make me better, bro. No homo. You're giving him a lot of fluff here. I don't know about this. <laughs> Lindsay, you, see, that's why you're an did, integral part of this team. Did you want to know his wife's reaction or no, I'm just kidding. I, I would actually love to hear it. <laughs> yep. Yep, you said it. Let's do it. Well, I should say, I mean, prior to this, he had already done some other business stuff um, with rental properties that I guess I'm traditional. I grew up with traditional parents, the nine to five, like you Mm -hmm. put your money in a 401k, you do what America is telling you to do. And so initially... Um, prior to the project that you guys are working on now, when he had started doing some of the rental property stuff, um, honestly, I did not like it at all. Um, But the biggest reason is because it was right before we were supposed to, or about the same exact time that we were supposed to close on our house that we were building, which was already Mm. a really big project in our mirror that we were looking at that was kind of scary because probably stressed your realtor out too yeah well i don't know i don't even know if she really knew but he definitely stressed smart yep yep (laughs) definitely stressed me out but anyways so we had already gotten past that which was like i had already swallowed all that and then when he first brought this project to me i just kind of was like oh yeah like i didn't really take it seriously and i was just like oh yeah i don't know like it looks kind of cool like yeah, the concept is good and whatever. And then once he would bring it up to me about every single week, I was like, oh my goodness, he is really, really considering this. Like, how is he going to pull this off? But I have a feeling 
same thing like you said like I know Cooper and I know drive and his work ethics I was like he is really gonna go with this I know he is and then here we are how many months later so I mean I uh I had that initial reaction where I was just trying to pretend like to not give it any any energy or thought but then once I realized it was starting to maybe come to some fruition I was like oh crap we're we're doing this just just so just so I can add to that when I was looking at this project <clears throat> like I was I had my hands in some real estate stuff you know I I decided to get really focused on this deal and was like nope not doing the real estate going to get my going to get focused and zero in on this one thing but in the back of my mind like I know my wife she's the the systems process you know, person. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do my research, do my studying of this thing, you know? And then when we got to a point for her to meet the team, like bring her in, I knew if she loved that, then that was like the point of no return. So that was my whole strategy was to study, get enough data for her. Cause she's a numbers security, mm-hmm. you know, just make, make sure it made sense to her um, before I, you know, really brought her in and really explained to her what was going on. So I knew if she was on board after the meet the day or meet the team day, uh, it was a, like I said, it was a point of no return for me. So, but in the process, I had her um, keep me focused. Like there was some, there was some other opportunities that came up and like, I gave her the power to shoot them down. (laughs) Yeah. Which, I mean, I was also, sort of relieved too Caleb when you came on board too because then it was just another like-minded person but also for Cooper to sometimes I don't know you guys you compliment each other well so it was it was sort of a sigh of relief too like okay he's at least got someone else to go along with him I think I think he's really good at focusing in on one thing and I think I always I think that's one another reason why I like to be a realtor is like my day is different every single day. It's always something new. And I really enjoy bouncing from idea to idea and spending time on something. So I, 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 I think we complement each other in that way. But probably another way is, you know, when, when you're going against the grain and you always have people like, oh, you're doing that. That's weird. Or like, you know, like, oh, you, you know, you're, you're choosing to not do what everyone else does. That's, you know, that's whether it's how you spend your money or your time, what your leisure. Um, after a while, it can weigh on you, especially like, you know, if fear comes up, it's nice to just say, just to hear it from somebody else um, that, no, this is good. Right. I think every, any, anybody with big goals definitely needs to have mentors or even uh, peers that are also, you know, trying to be all they can be. Totally agree. Okay, so we kind of touched on the project. You were going to say something? No, good. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say something. Are you still just calling it the project, Coop? I never know. Like, yeah, same, right? I feel like it's already once we get so... Caleb. Once we get this last piece, mm. of the... yeah, okay. Then it's then it's then it's free game after that. All right, you got it. You got it. Um, okay, so let's see here. What else do we have? Um, 
as far as 2020 goes, this is when you guys started the podcast. Um, yeah. Last year. Was it pre-pandemic or post or in the pandemic when you guys started? I think it was pre-pandemic, wasn't it? The idea was pre-pandemic. Yeah. And then I think the execution was like either right before or right during. Like right when I was like maybe February, March. Yes. Um, so your guys's relationship has kind of taken off in 2020 and since this is a relationship building podcast um i was thinking we could either just kind of touch on that and then if you've had any other relationships in 2020 through the pandemic that have kind of come come through and has helped you along the way through 2020 um yeah initially i mean just speaking from the relationship i you know getting together with you guys and learning what Coop was all about. Personally, I realized like, Hey, I'm a big believer and you're the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. And I want to try to spend more time with Cooper. And the podcast was kind of our idea to do that. And we got so many good ideas out of it, you know, whether we're learning from, from other guests or bouncing ideas off of each other. And then also um, our idea to start a, a, a virtual book club forces me to read even when I don't want to, because if I'm supposed to talk about it for 30 minutes, I need, you know, I need, I can't, you know, I can fake my way through lots of, you know, college assignments and whatever, but I can't uh, fake my way through personal development. So I, I thought that part was big and, and 2020, no, I mean, business was booming from, you know, my, my nine to five side of things, the, my real estate business, um, and then, you know, COVID hit and everyone had kind of a two week pause really. Right. Um, and there were a lot of people that we weren't sure what was going to happen. And then it became easily the busiest year I've ever had professionally, like not even close. Um, and, and, and it was maybe only like a 15% year over year growth, but the amount of time and work it was, it's probably close to double. And through that, you know, I got to meet tons of new clients and, and develop new relationships with investors, general, you know, home buyers and sellers, contractors, business owners. So, so it was, it was a great year. Plus all the people we got to interview. Yeah. You guys have done quite a few episodes now. So you've interviewed a lot of people this past year, which has been fun through, through the, pandemic so um so kind of going right into that do you have some goals going into 2021 that you feel like sharing or not necessarily sharing your goals I guess but just like your vision for 2021 getting past this um another reason why I like hanging out with Coop is that like he's I'm always focused in the now and he's big picture and it makes me think big picture, you know, and forces me to make sure like, yep, you're right. I should be doing that. So um, professionally, I think 2021 is going to be another crazy year in terms of real estate and in terms of business opportunities, right? Just because the world's going to be going through so much change. Um, so I think you're going to see so many new business ideas next year. And, and real estate is also just going to be another crazy year, probably. Um, I, my goals are I'm, I'd like to, um, I'm going to try to help 60 families again next year, 
with their real estate decisions and I'm going to buy two more properties. And obviously we're going to get Coop's project, you know, running. And, and that's kind of where I've left it for now. You know, these, these next two weeks, I want to, I want to dial that in a little closer. I like to do the, um, the Brandon Turner goal setting with my wife, where we, you know, go, if we can find, you know, find some sort of privacy, whether it's at home or at a restaurant. Right. And, um, kind of go over personal, professional travel, self-development, all those, Hey, let's review the year. And what do we want to accomplish this next year too? And we're trying to set longer term goals too. It's just so difficult. Yeah. Is that something you guys have already done before or is that new? This would be our third year of doing it, but we're both really bad at keeping track. Um, but we do this meeting and then we, we review it maybe once or twice a year. That's something Cooper keeps saying that we need to do, but exact same thing. Like we need to take the time to do it. And then it, yeah, I, uh, I have to be very careful what I would put on that because I know dang well if I put something on there or say it, like Cooper is 100% going to hold me to it. And great. that's, that's exactly the same so thing over good. here. If I, I, I'm very careful about what I put on there. Cause then I have, then I have to go all out. And I, and I get right. scared. Same, same. So our spouses are similar. Maybe Cooper and uh, Shoshana should do a podcast together. She's selfish with her time, man. She, uh, you might, you might be able to weasel your way in, Coop. You of all people, I think you might be able to, to make it happen. I don't know, well, dude. I don't is, know. When is she done with school? Is that? That was another big part of yeah. 2020 is, you know, trying to support her as much as I could because she works full-time, part-time and goes to school full-time. And then COVID did not make that easier for her. Um, but she is slated to be done end of February. And then, um, you know, she's, she's leveraging her relationships right now or trying to, you know, to see, okay, I'm going to have my nurse practitioner degree. What yeah. next? So we're both really excited about that too, because it's going to be a whole, she's been in, back in school again for two years and I could never do that. So I'm, I'm, I'm proud of her and excited to see what she does next. So we'll like ask her in April, May, March. Oh, I shouldn't say I'm not, yeah, we'll I'm hit not her part up. of this podcast, but I, Oh, it's cool. Lindsay. You, you, no, it's cool. On there because somehow I got roped into this. So we're going we're gonna to make her too. She, she's good. Um, Okay, so another question kind of with your realtor um, job, your, mm -hmm. your uh, main job, um, what is one thing that you wish you had known when you started your career as a realtor? I kind of always had this naturally, but I really love the mantra of relationships over transactions. And in my six years of doing this, I always kind of operated that way. But in times where you would get frustrated just with the ups and downs, it's great to have, uh, you know, like a core mission or a vision statement and relationships over transactions really transformed my business probably in year three and led to a lot of professional growth and personal growth just by value, valuing people and trying to bring value regardless of the outcome. Right. I think that's, I think that's a big problem with a lot of realtors is they tie their emotions to their clients emotions 
and their emotions to an outcome. And if the more you can stay even keeled and just treat people as best you can and, and not be worried about the outcome, whether it's good or bad for you or your client, right? You just be professional. Um, that's what sets an elite realtor apart. Not saying I'm elite, but that's what I see the, the great ones do. Love it. Love yeah. it. I think you're put, I think you might be in the delete category, but elite or delete? Elite, he said. I'll i admit that I'm I'm above average, but I always have more yeah, to learn. Yeah, because you mentioned you said you helped sixty some families this year. Yep, I uh, I don't even it's sixty something. I'm really my business partner Steve keeps track of all our numbers and. I feel like if I help 60 families in a year, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more than enough. And then I can focus on other cool things too, like Coop's project or some of my other little mini side ones. I feel like you guys mentioned that on one podcast. I can't remember if it was another realtor that you might've been talking to. Um, but like the average number that most realtors help in a year, wasn't it? Wasn't it? I think, I think the average realtor does six yeah. per year Crazy. and it, it's it's just a it, real estate's an easy thing to get into and a lot of people do it on the side but um you they, they put out stats every year the national association of realtors and things like that and it's typically i think it's like around 80 or 90 percent depending on the year 80 or 90 percent of all the transactions are usually done by 10 percent of realtors wow so gen- generally the people that go in and treat it like a business um versus kind of like a cool fun little side yeah. hobby um, just, just tend to do more. Um, but there's, there's tons of realtors that, you know, will do one or two a year. Right. So they'll bring that number down, but the average is six. And then, you know, you're probably your, your everyday normal realtor probably does one a month, maybe one or two a month. Yeah. Well, you obviously do more than that if you do 60. Um... And it, I, and it, it's all, it, it's all thanks to a, my relationships but be the systems that I was able to create, you know, with leveraging, leveraging an assistant and a partner. And you just, you have to have good, good people with you to do that many and do a good job for your clients. Yeah. Do you have any key relationships in the realty world or like, do you have anybody like any, is there anybody in your family that's done this before or anyone that you kind of have gotten to um, follow from or no? Um, nobody in my family or anything like that. Um, a lot of, a lot of, I don't know if you want to call it research in listening to experts, but, um, I love a guy named Ricky Carruth that I like to follow from afar. Bigger pockets was extremely helpful, um, as a, as an investor and a realtor. And then, um, a couple just really solid brokers early on that, you know, recruited me obviously to work um, for their companies early on, but also uh, they were my support system of, you know, hey, I've never seen this before. What do I do? Um, being able to learn from them just because, you know, if you do 10 transactions, nine of them are going to be normal. And then there's going to be that one that's like, what the heck? How, like, what, how do we, how do we do this? And me personally doing 60. Um, that was, you know, I guaranteed I was going to have six tough transactions that I was going to really going to have to work hard for. And, and then when COVID came along, it kind of, your chances doubled. It was like, okay, great. I'm going to have 12 very difficult 
transactions. Um, so it, it, for me, it was, it was leveraging my brokers earlier on. And then, um, then it became leveraging my team that I built. Cool. Got it. Um, Cooper, do you got anything right now? Hey, Caleb, you should talk about, um, how, how this podcast, uh, came about. Um, podcast came about Mr. and Mrs. Walu were going to be in town for a wedding um, in Minneapolis and turns out the groom found some stuff out about um, the bride-to-be that kind of put some brakes on that wedding a little bit and I think I think you guys had like already like you had your hotel you're like you know what like let's see we got babysitter right like let's use this opportunity to just take a little mini vacation anyways. Um, and Coop, you randomly hit me up, I think. And we're like, Hey, are you in town? What are you doing? And, um, you and I had probably talked a couple of times about real estate in the past year, just briefly. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I got nothing going on randomly, which is rare with my schedule. And, um, it it was meant to be. Sorry, to be. Keep going. It's... No, you're good. No, that's about that's, that's about where I, when we went to dinner and yep. that, that was that. Dinner and I thought you two never stopped talking about what? You wow, just kept, you really? just kept it off on every topic. <clears throat> I feel like that was an abbreviated. <clears throat> so here's my retake: is everything Caleb said. But I, so at the time, um, you know, we were going down to the cities, um, the wife and I, I was, I was just like, man, we need to, you know, talk to more people or just be more outgoing. Um, and I was just thinking of who would, you know, would help grow me, like who I felt like would help grow me and my wife. And I was like, yeah, Caleb. I don't, you know, I know we talked to Caleb here and there, but like, I was like, I'm kind of see what he's doing. So yeah, I hit him up. We uh, had dinner and, you know, we just started texting kind of a lot after we had that meetup. And then um, I went to a, a conference and uh, they had a section in there on like how to reach an audience or build an audience. And um, one of the things on there was a podcast. I'm like, I had had the thought before the conference and the crazy thing is, you know, after I heard, it, I was like, I should do it. I should do it. So then I, I sent it off to Caleb, like, Hey, we should, we should do a podcast or I, something either like that. Or I said, I'm thinking about doing a podcast and Caleb, and this is why you got to have great friends, partners, you know, people that are going to hold you accountable. Like Caleb would not let it go. Like Caleb was, well, let's, let's talk, let's chew this, let's chew on it. Let's talk about it. And I'll never forget Caleb goes, well, let's put a date on it. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh. <laughs> so we, so we, we put a date, I think it was like middle of March or something like that. But like a couple weeks leading up to that, we were like, had a call like once or twice about, you know, different things about the podcast, the name what we want it to be, what we don't want it to be, stuff like that. And yeah, that was, that was it. 
Uh, so Caleb really pushed the podcast because it was it was left up to me. I was gonna be like, ah, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. I just kind of. I knew it was gonna make me grow, right? I knew it was gonna be that light little piece of accountability that I needed, and I also loved the name, which I'd been saving for like two years. <laughs> I'm like, this is a great name. Like, it's gotta like gotta do something with it, right? Um. So yeah, no, I, for sure. Onwards sure. and upwards. Um, yep, been going strong for almost a year now already. That was uh, that was pre-COVID when we could actually go to a restaurant with people and sit down, and there was no curfew or anything. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. We went to Top. It's cra- It oh, seems like a long time ago, doesn't it? There's there's a world where there's no curfew. Yeah. yeah right. Oh, my bad. <laughs> yeah, it's called Florida. Um, yeah, one of the other things that I thought we could touch on. Um, this was all her, bro. <clears throat> I can already see it coming. It's been mentioned in a few other um, podcasts, but I was just curious how you schedule your time um, every week to figure out how you're going to go make time for the sauna and uh, hang out at the pool. <laughs> the pool. All right, let's go back to the I pool. Just have to well, first, let's go Monday back to the when I listened to the podcast, My whole life. Caleb was like, oh, yeah, I just got done at the pool. I'm like, oh, oh it must be nice. I'm sitting at my desk at work. No, I'm just kidding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I catch a lot of flack for that, but uh, my schedule is run 100% off Google Calendar. Google Calendar runs my life. Um, that's how I know where I am, what I'm supposed to do. Um, in real estate, generally, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday are your busiest days of work. And usually, um, usually not always, but usually Mondays are your slow time. So being that the year was just so crazy and difficult i needed to just find a way to recharge my batteries and a big way i would do that is um i'd go to the gym really early on monday mornings i can really only do this when the sun's up i struggle in the winter but when the sun's up i'm up but i go to the gym 4 30 or 5 in the morning 5 5 30 probably and i'd go hoop for like 90 minutes break bread with a bunch of good dudes that i like building relationships with um, then I'd go out to the pool deck, get some sun and hammer out probably, probably like a hundred, 150 emails from the weekend. Um, shoot some texts and messages to clients or even like just things I need to do. And then I would try to just relax for an hour or two, maybe listen to a podcast. And, uh, that was always my Monday routine. And, uh, the, the 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 combination of COVID and or things getting colder, they shut down my gyms. Obviously, I couldn't go to the pool anymore, and um, I'm very. I I try to be very health conscientious, and um, one day I just couldn't take it anymore, and I'm very impul like I'm very cheap, but I'm very impulsive, and I went out and found a new way to do my Monday mornings. But in the winter, see, I'm more of a night guy now. But I went out and I got a sauna and 
I can't sing it, sing its praises enough. Um, if you're ever interested in reading all the health benefits of a sauna, it's very, very well documented. All the, all the positives out of it. And, um, and it feels good too. Helps you recover, you know, Coop likes to point out that I'm the older one, so yeah. gotta take care of the joints. I give up. But but with my schedule, I mean, when you when you when you technically you are your own boss, technically, right? So you get to go get to do fun things sometimes. But I never ever ever hear people asking me like why they can't come work with me on yeah. all day Saturday or all day Sunday. Yeah, I never ever hear it, but I hear it Monday morning. Boy, do I hear it Monday morning because I enjoy my Saturdays and Sundays. But I do. Always... People are always like, "Oh, you want to watch the game, or you? What are you doing?" And like, I'm showing houses in you know Lakeville right now. Sorry, always on the weekends. So, yeah, yeah, yeah always. So you're also an early riser, like Cooper. Not quite as early as. But uh, not like Cooper. But yep. when the sun's up, I'm up. And uh, I always say no one, like no one can take, no one can bother you at, at 5 a.m. or at 4 a.m. or at, you know, but the, the later into the day you go, the more you just get sidetracked by stuff. So the busier I get professionally, the more I make it a point to make sure um, I, I get my stuff in early in the morning for workouts and whatnot. But fall, winter, January, like, I'm definitely, this is my lax season just because there's less going on. There's still stuff going on, but it's not like June. Not when you're super busy. But I'm not up at 3.30 and I, and I do not fast more than 12 hours. Man, let me know who that who that is, man. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, I, I mean, it's great for you, but no, it ain't for me. Not for me either, don't worry. I just <laughs> um, that is kind of all I really had. I don't know. Cooper, do you got anything to add? Again, I was thrown into this. And so it just, yeah. She was, okay. So she wasn't thrown into this. Okay. Sometimes you just, you just got to make it happen. You know, you just got to, you just got to lace up the Jordans, you know, and just take it personal. <laughs> Did you get yes, cash a pair that's of Jordans a sad yet? Story. Um, what do you What do you mean? We that's a sad? did. We got him a pair before. We got him a pair. I don't even know if we bought them before he was born or like right after. And you don't have any kids yet, so this is just a like tidbit to note. But mm-hmm. like those types of things, yeah. Um, those Give types of me. things, like super cute shoes that are tiny, are just that they are super cute and they are not functional at all so what happened was um which ones did we get them there i all i know is that they're red and cooper has the same pair but i would have no clue what number they are or what they're called what do we get them cooper oh geez cooper doesn't know either okay i thought they had a name like well like, yeah they got time for oh, that anymore. they oh. probably do oh yeah, I don't know much. Anyways, so we got these red ones, and they're so cute, but he fit them, like, right before he started walking. It was kind of around the same time, and those are not the easiest shoes for a brand-new walker <laughs> to walk in. 
So he legitimately probably wore them one time and then mm. he outgrew them. And we haven't bought any since, have we? Those are the only. Yes. And now, now would like be a the week. perfect time. But I'm afraid, like, he would just be too studly in those. I don't know if I could do it. He's just too, too cute. Those would be too much. But we do got to get him a new pair now that he's he's bigger and he, he he definitely is mastered walking. So we're good now, right? Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good Him stuff. And Dad need a matching pair, but we just need a pair that Cooper already has because we're not buying Dad another pair. I already know well, he was it's probably all good, bro. Like it, it, it's all good. I mean, this is not the Jordan podcast, but um. That sneaker episode we had was pretty funny, Coop. Um, I think it was with Jordan, yeah, because there's still a pair in a box in my office that Shoshana doesn't know about. I've actually told her about it three was, times, but she forgets. That was hilarious. And it's still just sitting there. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm way better now. I haven't bought a pair – I've tried to buy lots of Kobe's, but it's impossible. But well, I have Cooper, so I haven't bought a pair in forever. Cooper is improving a little bit and too. Really this past, this, well, December this month, he usually at the beginning of the month. Which ones come out in December that are so cool? The eleventh. The eleventh. And usually, usually yeah, a pair of elevens come out. Um, I didn't I get the ones this year either. That day when he told me that, yeah, I just I don't know. I don't think I need to go camp out at Shields and. No, no, no! I didn't. Shoes. No, I didn't say. I, I did not say. I, the camping out. That's part of the experience. I love that. Yeah. All I said was, I got bigger fish to fry right now. I I can get. I can come back, back and the get wall. these at a later date. That's why I meant I had to check your pulse because. So, again, I might get three or four next year when this oh. project takes. No. No. I'm not. Well. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> Shoshana says, I'm never getting another pair ever again, probably. Until you got to soften her up, get her some chocolate, you know, like maybe maybe be really good around the house for a week or something like that. Pull a couple of favors. Gotcha. gotcha. That's how it always that. works. Ooh, funny. I'm going to write that down. What are, all right. Okay. Well, we learned a little more about Caleb tonight. Big. I'm. I'm big, pretty. Uh, I'm an open. Open person. You, Anything that stood out to you? Um, you put me on the spot there. I know. I did. Yeah. It's all good. Um. What was your takeaway? Let's I was. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> all I was gonna say is you got you got to find you got to find people that'll grow you. Yeah, and make you uncomfortable. Yeah, and you got and you got you gotta you gotta be able to bounce ideas, tough ideas off each other, and 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 still be good. Um, and yeah, I would say Caleb's definitely someone um, that's coming to my life at the right time. Uh, just being able to have a someone with a different viewpoint on things. Um, that brings a, a yeah fr- a fresh different perspective is, perspective uh, always good so yeah yeah oh, I agree 
Anything else? Not really. Nothing. No. Hey, next time we get you on, Caleb, we should talk about your house hacking that you got. You're like <clears throat> real, real life, real time house hacking that's going on at a later date. Yeah, we can talk about that next week. But if you're not house hacking, you should try if you can. You know, Love if you can, it. it's it. smart. I think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Little yeah, teaser yeah. for next week for sure. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm out of the podcast now for a while, so it's fun. We. It was good to have you while we had you. You know. We'll see you. Uh, see you sometime <laughs> next year, maybe January. I don't know about January. We'll see. All right, Caleb. Another great episode. Good stuff, Coop. Another great. We, no, we always say that. Say another, another great episode. episode. No, I like it. I, let's let's keep see it. See you same. next week, everybody.